Hi there. I'm Susan Caruso. I'm the founding director of Sunflower Creative Arts in Delray Beach, Florida. And you're listening to our wonderful podcast, the Sunflower Bridge podcast, where we talk about being with children. And my name is Lindsay Mills. I'm the co-creator of the Sunflower Bridge. Why don't you take a nice deep breath and smile with us? Lots of smiles, working with children and being with children. Um, Yes, and oftentimes when people come to Sunflower to observe our classrooms, they'll say, well, aren't they just playing? Where's the learning happening? (laughs) It's a play, nature, and arts-based program. I don't see any learning in there. Can you tell me how that's going on? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So usually we'll have we have lots of visitors, and um, and I just let them do a silent observation. And so within moments of them sitting down, you know, at a table, there are materials on on the table, and you know they're seeing social skills. They can click off a dozen different uh, benchmarks, a dozen different uh, standards by just sitting there. So they're already, their mouths are open. I remember one time I had a bunch of university students in in the situation like that, and a child ran in. There were, there were paper plates and scissors and yarn and string on the table. They came running in and they looked all around at the stuff that was there. Said, I need this, grabbed some paper plates, Grabbed some stringer yarn, a pair of scissors, held them, you know, with the blade. <laughs> in the safe way. In the, in the safe way, you know, because <laughs> we all learned that in kindergarten. And went out into the playscape. And uh, one of the teachers, I, you know, I'm like, what's happening here? Because there was so much passion, so much energy around it. And, and determination, Absolutely purpose, you know, mm-hmm. determination. And so she said, you've got to come and see what they're doing. So I went out with, with the students. And what they were doing was, they um, we had we had a, you know a, a shade sail with a rope tying it to a tree, and they were flipping these strings up over over that, which is so much so much is is being learned by that, and then tying it to the paper plate, and then and had poked a hole in the in the paper plate too, and tied a string and went to the garden and got some. Chinese spinach that we were growing and hung a bundle of that and then they were they were playing a game they had invented a game that you had to just you know you had to keep your hands behind your back and you had to try to bite and eat the spinach <laughs> off of the plate which was really amazing yeah so the complexity yeah and you know if we talk about about what what is happening, what is being learned, the science that is being learned, the the social skills, the imagination that is happening, the creativity, the innovation, the you know all that determination and ambition, you know, and having an idea using the scientific method, you know, like okay, what you know, first of all, just to come up with that idea, right, to envision um, it right. before it's it's mm-hmm. visible. And I, I'm curious, <laughs> what was first? You know, if it was the spinach, if they were trying to eat the spinach, I don't know what where it came from, but so much going on with that. Well, and having you taught me that the play cycle is really 
somewhat analogous to the scientific method because it starts with a, an idea. An idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So an idea and then it goes to, um, you know, something prompting, prompting you. So it's an it's your own idea or it's a cue from outside. A so cue, maybe, yes. maybe the cue was the spinach and they're eating it. And somebody decided, you know, like, how can we make this more fun, more interesting? And I don't think, you know, when they ran in to get get a paper plate, I don't think that they knew that that was there. Maybe they did. Um, but they ran in and got the materials. And so they're, they're creating a hypothesis. They're, they're following this play schema, which is we're going to be, we're going to, we're going to create something. Mm -hmm. We're making a game. Yes. And so it was like probably three or four kids that were involved in this. And then they create it, you know, they'd say, how can we do this? What, you know, we want it to hang. We want to be able to, you know, and it's swinging back and forth. And I wonder every step of the way, what, what, part of the plan developed and then they end up succeeding in doing it and then trying to eat that with with their hands tied behind yeah. their backs um so just so interesting so we see that all the time you know it's not so separate that you know this is art this is science this is math they're all in you know enveloped in each other which is Amazing and wonderful. And actually, it's life. Yes. Right? Life is science. Life is art. And totally. it's all mixed up together. Yeah. And that uh, environment that we work so hard to create is fluid enough that these children can invent. Uh, they can dream up a, a new idea, that a new game. They can have these... Uh, novel ideas and then act on them. And we really value that independence and that freedom that the children have to run from one part of the space to another, collect materials and be on their way mm -hmm. without a teacher interrupting that and, and shutting it down. For sure, and um, and the idea that um, that you know, I, with us in our program, it's it's we have evolved a lot in that we don't we don't have we we might have in our adult minds think oh if we put this out this might happen, but we're doing less and less of that. We're we're putting things in odd spaces. Like we um, we did a great workshop with uh, Mark Armitage, and. You know, so we do professional development all the time, and we learn from other 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 people. And so the idea of um, you know making sure that they have the opportunity to take one thing and add it to whatever is whatever is out. And um, and another idea was putting things in unusual places. Yes, mm. I I really appreciated the the perspective Mark Armitage brings that we do children a disservice and prevent them from making really big discoveries by really just setting up the environment in advance. So when you put the shovels in the sandbox, you are uh, creating a leading scenario where the children assume, uh, oh, those shovels are in the sandbox and so there is where they should be used. But that, of course, is a limiting 
way of viewing a shovel. It can be boring. <laughs> it's not exciting. It's not interesting. Mm -hmm. So to put the shovels, you know, in over by the tricycles, what could happen? You know, what what different things could happen? Mm -hmm. And and in life, you do you do find that it's that that innovative, creative thinking that that the world needs desperately. Yes, and that um, that leads to you know you know great job prospects, um, and then to have those experiences over and over again. Um, it's the process. It's the process rather than the product and to open things up so that they have as much experience with that process as possible. And so we're always opening up our thinking too as, as teachers, as facilitate play facilitators, um, really opening up so that they can, uh, you know, so that it's exciting and interesting and surprising, mm -hmm. you know. And so that uh, we don't um, begin this process that seems inevitable, perhaps sometimes, where you lose the magic, where uh, science is science and art is art, and there's a, a too firm of a boundary between subjects. And so that a child who doesn't feel gifted in math, for example, might end up not liking math at all. But but if we approach life with this sense that there is math, there is science, it's woven into all of our experiences, then I, I don't think it's quite so polarizing. Yeah, and I think that that's the, that's the idea of a play-based program in that, you know, they're they're experimenting, they're experiencing all of these things. It isn't separate. It isn't different. Um, there's math. You know, you're doing you're doing math all the time, and we're not calling it math, right? You know, and so those they're the fundamental building blocks of that later academic success is the experiences with all of that, and um, you know, coming up with the ideas. Um, moving things, you know, doing things with blocks and different materials. There are so many, there are so math related things. And we're not, we're not even thinking, you know, we can, you know, we could, we can tell the parents like, okay, yeah. So they're counting, they're measuring, they're doing all these things. They're coming up with relationships. It's even fractions and this and that. Um, they're doing a lot of music and music is so related to science. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yes. And the, the idea that we learn counting from singing, we learn counting from being in a group, we learn counting from playing games. We There are so many ways that we overlook as adults where learning is happening because we have become accustomed to it. We, you know, walk a mile for our exercise, but we don't <laughs> think about how we might be counting the steps that we're taking, how many steps are in, a, in that mile. We don't, we don't approach life with that curiosity, but children sure do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it just becomes a part of them. And, um, you, know, every, you know, every day in, in our programs, we're seeing kids constructing things and deconstructing them and, and then reconstructing them again. And, um, you know, figuring out what, a, you know, what if, you know, I've got all these materials, what if I mix this with this? And what if I add this and that? And so they get to really have the hands-on 
sensory experiences that they need that they really take with them into their into their school years and understand, you know, intuitively and from experiential learning, the hands-on learning, understand viscosity and they understand chemistry and they understand mm-hmm. they they have something to relate to. So it's it's real important that they have experiences that do that. And um, so it's all very important. It's all really a lot more inherent in how we live than we are led to believe sometimes. So consider how you can open up the environment where your children are are spending their time, uh, their idle hours. And there are a lot of potential spaces where art and science and math can collide. Yes. Uh, you know, the kinds of things that we put out are um, our materials that they can combine in any way that they want to. Um, you know, the idea of putting out, you know, paint palettes with all different colors and allowing them just to mix to their heart's content. You know, we don't even say anything, but they end up mixing and, and discovering, you know, not with us saying, you know, showing a color wheel or something and saying, oh, you know, or not even commenting on it. But there, it's so rich and interesting to find out what that what that looks like. That's true. And um, we make our own Play-Doh, and we have the kids make their own Play-Doh, too, by putting out flour and salt and water and oil and color, and they mix it together in whatever way they want, and Mm -hmm. lots and lots and lots of materials over and over again. And, of course, you might uh, hesitate to allow a, a project to unfold in that way because... As an adult, you have a fixed outcome in mind, like the Play-Doh should be like this. But what the child learns from putting too much oil is about texture, is about baking, is about... There's so many Yeah, they might love the way that, that feels. That's true. And, it, and they've forgotten that I'm trying to make anything. And, it, and, and they really aren't... We don't say, let's make Play-Doh. They might, it might show up, you know, yes. Play-Doh might show up. <laughs> or a muffin might show up. Or... <laughs> Yes. You know, pizza dough or just a mushy, gushy mess. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and and from our history, our 30-year history, I think that one of the things, you know, and we're collecting data now from our alums, and um, I think that one of the things that the kids remember more than anything is that kind of potion making and mm. that mixing because it's so rich and it's so important to to their their whole um, sensory being, um, so I, I it'd be curious as we get as we get more and more um, data from our alums to see you know which things impacted them more in their life now and I know that we have lots of scientists and and lots of chefs and all you know massage therapists that maybe they put a way too much oil on that play-doh and they really like the way that felt you know so um yeah, it's important. And two, to realize that we have evolved and grown, and so we really set things out in in, in much less of a defined way. Um, it's part of our growth. And 
So we invite yes. you to try try the same. And please share your stories with us. We'd love to hear what you're doing and what your children have discovered, uh, even just in your backyard. Yes, please do share your own stories with us. If you want to reach out, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, at sunflowercreativearts.org. Or you can find us on Instagram. Send us a message at Sunflower Creative Arts. The Sunflower Bridge podcast is kindly sponsored by Switzer Musical Productions.